0: Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I can promise you that this is going to be extra special, magical, because we have Mia Magic today with us. And I'm willing that you are really watching the YouTube videos. If not, we'll send you some snippets on the stories later on when we uh, post this podcast, because she is so radiant, so glowing, so in her power that you really get to experience This embodiment of what being true to yourself really looks like and feels like. So, Mia, I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks, Queen. Happy to be here. And like I mentioned, we will start a little bit differently. And I know that you're already tapped into the receiving mode today. (laughs) So, before we start, into going deep into the interview, I would love to do short guided visualization. Are you open to receive that? Of course. Of course, beautiful. So just gently close your eyes and relax yourself in that beautiful throne of yours, taking a deep breath in through your nose and breathing out through your mouth and starting to feel like your body is getting so fully relaxed. There is nowhere else to be, nothing else to do. And you're feeling the energy of this present moment and yourself expanding into the space. And as you're relaxing and sinking with your breath and your heartbeat, relaxing, In this beautiful moment, I would love for you to visualize a beautiful morning on your brand new castle. You're rising up with the sun, and you're coming up to your balcony. And as you're coming out, you see everyone around rising to the sun the nature, your friends, your community. You hear the birds chirping and the insects all around, the butterflies flying and your heart is so full. And you see the kids running around in a beautiful meadow, picking up the fresh flowers and you decide to join them so you walk down those beautiful majestic stairs and you walk down to this meadow and you feel so happy and so alive and you're playing with the kids and just playing with the flowers and doing a beautiful crowns and there's a one little girl who runs to you and brings you the flowers and she has this big curiosity in her eyes. She said, When I grow up, I would love to be like you. I would love to look like the queen like you are. What is the one thing that I have to do so I can become this beautiful and powerful woman like you are? What would you tell her? What would you like her to know? Mm.
1: that i am just a reflection of you i'm just mirroring to you what's possible and who you can be and you can be whoever you want and all you have to do is stay focused on your magic on what interests you on what lights you up and know that no matter what happens with any person on the planet this earth these trees this ground this is your mother these waters This is who will always love you and always care for you and always listen to you, always hold you, always guide you, always give you any answers to any questions you will ever have. Other people's opinions, fuck them. Don't listen. But listen to the earth. Keep your roots firmly planted upon her so that you can rise and lift your head and your heart to
0: the sky. Mm. That is so powerful. Thank you. How was your experience in your castle? <laughs> oh, it's so good. I
1: love it. I'm like, yes, I was just showing my partner, like all the pictures of this one that I'm looking at, like, think, think, think of like, look, this is going to be my office with these like gothic windows. Um, Yeah. So good. I really, you know, I've had this, this vision of creating Hogwarts and creating a school where people never get programmed, you know, like the art teacher that tells you this isn't good, or, you know, you can't sing or whatever it is. And then, and then you stop painting or you stop singing and Mm -hmm. then part of you dies and, and you're not whole anymore because of some asshole, you know, who like gave their opinion or gave the projection that some other parent or teacher put onto them, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they just, they just put their sadness onto you, their limitation, their fear onto you, and you believe it. Mm-hmm. and so i I just dream of creating a school and a community and a place and a world where we're not programmed with any of that anymore. We're programmed to know our magic and our magnificence.
0: Mm, that's so powerful and I'm so excited for it you know I I know it's possible. I know you're doing it and creating it and I'm wondering, Mia, what? What helped you to find your magic or create your magic? Because exactly what you describe, it's it happened. You know, in my past, and I know it happened in many people's past. Like you start to like internalizing the limitations of other people, and you forget the magic that you are. You forget the miracle that you are. So. What helped you on your journey to remember, or maybe you always knew you're magical and you just didn't give a damn about anybody else, but what helps you to cultivate this magic and this confidence that you're carrying today? So I definitely forgot
1: for a long period of time, was like dead asleep, you know, and, and had the awakening. But one of the things that that I would say is like, I've been working with this term delusionally devotional lately and people thought I was crazy people have thought I was weird my whole life and one thing that's been really supportive for me this is a small thing but is the study of words is etymology the origin of where our words come from and the word confidence which is something that people have always described me as but I you know in my head I was always like what are they talking about I hate myself or like I'm so I feel so small or so wrong or not enough and the origin of the word confidence is confidere in Latin, which means to trust or to depend on the benevolence of, like the way that the French say confident is like your friend that you can trust to tell all your secrets to. And so to be confident is to trust. It's to trust in your magic, in your connection to the earth, in your womb, in your heart, in your pussy, in your power. And that is hard in this modern day. It ain't easy. And you know what? For the last 2000 years, it hasn't been easy because of the witch trials and the burnings of powerful women and powerful people, outspoken people. Everyone was, you were just wiped out. You're just like taken out, uh, too powerful, too outspoken. Get out of here. You're dead now. And, and so for me, I have been Since my awakening, there was a period again, like I said, where I was totally asleep. (laughs) I was not devoted to anything, but since my awakening, I have been delusionally devoted to being able to reclaim the magical life that I always hoped or believed was possible because of the fairy tales that I would read Mm -hmm. because of the stories that, that sucked me in and kept me alive. And so I. I highly recommend for everyone, like I still read kids' fantasy books. As a 30-year-old woman, I've always, I keep reading my fantasy books. I love receiving the magical codes from those books. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's imperative and and it's part of what keeps me moving forward. And again, in terms of, of words, weird, the origin of the word weird means destiny because if you were weird, you were moving in the direction of your destiny, not just along with the flock or the herd. And it's the same origin as the word word weird W Y R D because we're speaking our destinies with the ways that we communicate. And I had issues with my mom when I was younger, where I would, I would be manifesting something and I'd be talking about it happening. And she was like, you're lying." And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm manifesting it. And it was like this big disconnect. She literally was like, but that's not happening yet. And I'm like, but I'm going to tell them that it is because I know it's going to, that's like the point. And she just couldn't get down with that. And, and so there are things like that, you know, where I've, I've spoken a manifestation out loud and it didn't come true. And, And then I, I was lying, you know, and that sucks, but, but being delusionally devoted to what the desire, what the dream, what the destiny of yours is, is -hmm. like the pillar for me of, of living my magical life. Mm -hmm. All kinds of people think I'm weird, including my parents, you know, like good. I'm moving in the direction of my destiny and no one has done what I'm doing before. And so I'm going to do it because like, I, I can't not, I can't do anything else. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's the biggest thing is like, finding your magic. that That's why people resonate with me as a teacher is because I'm never going to tell you like, you have to do it this way, or you should do this spell this way. Or like, this is how magic has to look. Cause I don't believe that. I believe that magic looks different for every single person that your unique soul blueprint and imprint and past lives, or, you know, other dimensional realities, like whatever it is that you believe is all unique. And so that's the piece that for me, I've just been following my own and and a big part of that is like i said to the little girl is being guided by the earth she mm. is my mother she is my teacher she is my friend she is my lover she is everything to me and and so she has really you know granted me the the gift of so much wisdom and information even in moments where i was lost and i felt completely alone and and hopeless
0: mm. That is so amazing and so powerful, and there is just like so many pieces like to unwrap. But what I'm really hearing, it's like trusting yourself, right? Like it's something that you get to go back to, right? Trust yourself, trust the earth, trust the universe, trust the power that is bigger than you, and trust in the unseen, right? Like I remember when I heard it before, and it hit me so much, like. I will see it when I believe it. No, 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 no. You get to believe it so you can see it. And that's where the magic really happens, you know? And and I love that you are saying it, like I'm different. Like my family doesn't get me. Mine neither. If I would be like my family, I would still be in a small town in Czech Republic, in a small car, <laughs> in a small room. And I wouldn't be able to expand the way I can expand now. So I love that you are this like, generational like pattern breaker and that's what i feel like so many and especially women right because like i speak to women as a woman and because i mainly work with women you know and it's so important for us to rise and and i love what you um said and i want to go there because i don't have anyone else to go there with then you you're so perfect so for it yeah. The witch wound, you know, like I keep hearing about it so much and I was reading about, you know, books about like witchcraft and things like this and so many things like when I was reading it like deep inside of me it really resonated and it hurt like we are scared to show our power you know. And I feel like it's being used so much now and coming up. So can you talk about it just a little bit like the witch wounds, what it is and how can we like start healing that?
1: Yeah. So again, with etymology, the origin of the word witch just means wise. It's the same origin as Wicca, wicked, wizard, witch, wisdom, like they all come from the same word and it just meant one with wisdom, one who is wise, one who sees, one who knows. And so- the word became this like villainized thing, the same as like dragons became this horrible villainous thing. And like the dragon slayers became the heroes instead of the dragon writers. It's like, please, you know, but the witch wound exists because it wasn't just like express your power. And, you know, someone might get mad at you or someone might be offended by you or someone might like, say something mean on social media to you it's like show your power and you're dead you're being wiped out you're being tortured with insane torture methods like such horrific things like genitally violating women raping torturing women and then being like oh we're gonna put her on this iron chair and witches scream when they touch iron and so we're gonna shove her down on this chair and if she screams she's a witch and you've just like violated her in the most obscene way. So like torture methods, you know, coercion, manipulation, like torturing a woman until she, you know, called out the name of another woman, like the baker's daughter down the street. That's where the sisterhood wound comes in, you know, in relationship to the witch wound, it literally wasn't safe to have friends, to have sisters because you could be killed just for being associated with another woman who like is being accused for being a witch because her dad died and left her his farm. And now she has a farm and and a well full of water and a, and a beautiful corral full of cattle. And you know, the mean guy down the street wants to take that from her. So he's going to accuse her of being a witch. It was that convoluted and that ridiculous. And people Mm -hmm. were in so much fear. You know, the church, when you really look at like where old churches are built, it's almost always on a pagan or indigenous holy site. Mm. Always. Like I went to Crete a few years ago and this ancient temple to Artemis had been broken down and rebuilt as a church of the 99 fathers, but there are still inscriptions in Greek praising the goddess on every stone of this church, you know, like, so it exists in all of us. It is, Mm -hmm. it's it's terrifying. It's your, your survival instinct. It's not just like, oh, you know, showing my wisdom. It's like your wisdom is knowing the earth, knowing the weather, knowing the plants, right? All of our medicine used to come from plants that is the deepest, oldest wisdom. That is all our healing capacity. That is the doctors of ancient time is the the herbalists and the people who knew the medicine of the, of the earth. And you were killed for that and told to just pray, you know? And I, I think prayer is one of the most powerful parts of medicine. Absolutely. Certainly, but perhaps not alone you know and so to to have had our wisdom and our power stripped mm. from us is why there is a witch wound and why women experience it and honestly people don't talk about this part of it very often but men have it too it's just around the protector wound because they were supposed to care for those women that those were their daughters and their sisters and their cousins and their mothers who mm. were being dragged out and murdered in front of the mm. whole town and so men experience the witch wound too because mm. they failed they didn't protect Wow. this person that was precious to them. Wow. And, and people don't talk about that and think like, fuck the patriarchy. And it's like, well, yeah, but it's because they're wounded. They're wounded by that. Wow. And, and, you know, I love Jesus, but I'm just not a big fan of the guys who speak on his behalf. And those original, you know, evil priests, the, the people that are talking about evil on the planet who like make witches into evil and like, oh, stay away from evil are actually the most evil people on earth. Wow. And so mm. in the beginning, you know, it was probably like, I wanted to make love with this woman and she rejected me and I got angry and like, let's burn her. You know, it was probably like subtle wounds and subtle rejections that, that then turned into like mass hysteria and wiped out millions of women, millions and millions of women over, you know, the, the 2000 years of Mm. our. This is so
0: fascinating. Me, I'm learning so much and like also shifting the perspective. I never, and you said like people don't talk about it, but I never thought about it, like the protector wounds, right? Like men are like there is so much pressure on men to be the protector, to be the provider. And it comes from that masculine. Like, I want to protect my queen, I want to protect my woman, I want to protect my family. And when they're not we're not able to do that, well, that creates a wound, and then they're trying to like. Imposed, like I got to prove some way that I'm strong, that I'm powerful, that, you know, I'm, I didn't screw up. Right. So, wow. I could be sitting here with you, Mia, for like hours. And I know, hours you were like hours. 20
1: minutes. I'm like, watch out, girl, let's go. <laughs>
0: I know. It is so amazing. I feel like we will need like a part two, you know, of like yeah. really like the magic. I love that so much. But, and I know you mentioned that you are, creating a book that it will be coming I know it's not like right now but I'm like I'm already excited can I like pre-buy it can I pre-book it I'm so excited for that but for people who would love especially women right I, I know I'm not really like pushing out guys anywhere but like I mentioned it's you I do have a client who are really like aligning with that healing and that witchcraft and like you said it's really just being the wise one and going back to the nature which is what really is you know, being a witch for me. Um, What is that woman can do to take the steps into the healing and what they can do to connect with you even more, how they can learn about your magic? Mm, Thanks, love. Yeah, so
1: the biggest thing, I I just did a retreat in Scotland and we like Mm. did a whole Hogwarts vibe at this gorgeous castle and like just deep time on the land was so beautiful. And at the end, there was uh, one girl who was like, I'm a little bit disappointed. I thought I was going to be learning magic from Mia. And we've been doing like wild breathwork rituals, rage rituals, like breast massage and sex magic and like all these things. And I heard that and I was like, my love, what I have shared with you is the deepest key code of magic and how to make your life magical. Because the most important thing is that that connection to our wisdom has been severed. And so when we can dive into our bodies, heal our sexuality, relate to our thoughts differently, show up unapologetically. And like, even if it's terrifying to wear what you want, to say what you want, to do what you want, to fuck how you want, you do it anyway. And that's what like literally changes your whole, it's the same, you know, as talking about abundance. Like if you every day when you go to the grocery store, stay in the story of like, I can't afford this. I don't want to buy this fancy thing or this nice thing for myself. Then you're just going to keep perpetuating that. How our words create our destiny. Mm-hmm. But if you go in and say, like, today I'm buying like the expensive blueberries or like I'm going to get the mulberries that are $8, you know, like because I want to feel the magic of that beautiful little plant inside of me. Mm-hmm. And you start making different choices, even on a small, subtle level, that's what will change. And so for, yes, my book is called Intuition. It's coming out in January of 2024. So it's a while from now, but, and it's all about relating to the entire universe as a map and as communicating Mm -hmm. to, and with you all the time. And that can also be this guidance system Mm -hmm. to understand your own magic. But in terms of the healing, the simple places to start are, what is the story that comes up when you go to make love, go to dress up? go to launch a program, go to share a piece of art. Like, what is the story? Oh, they're going to, they're going to hate me or they're going to reject me or I'm going to fail. It's like, okay, well then what would happen? And, and, and okay, if I failed or if they rejected me, you know, usually it, go, it comes down to survival. Like I'll be, I'll be abandoned from the tribe. I, you know, I'll be left out in the cold. I'll be burned at the stake, you know? And if you can deal with that, And then simultaneously see like, where did I get that story from? Who gave that to me? It could be an experience. It can't like one of my um, friends is like, he like performed this thing as a little kid at a talent show and he thought it was so amazing and everyone laughed at him. And he just like never did anything Mm -hmm. like that again. Mm -hmm. So it can be an experience. Yeah or like a person or a parent mm-hmm. that said, don't do this. This is bad. If you do this X, Y, or Z is going to happen.
0: Yeah. And what
1: I love to do is imagine those people's lives. Now that parent that talked shit like that to you, those horrible asshole little kids that were like such bullies and like tormented you, you know, that was my experience. Most, most of my wounds are like from, from peers as a, as a young person. And I wouldn't trade lives with those people for anything, for nothing, you know, because like they have stayed in those beliefs that like, Mm. you shouldn't be creative or you shouldn't express yourself or like, you can't do what you want. Like I do what the fuck I want. And my life is awesome. You know, like so amazing. I have an incredible partner, a beautiful home, amazing friends. I like Like you said, I just Mm. imagined this, had this idea of doing this retreat at this castle and like making real life Hogwarts. And four months later, like it happened and it was the most magical week of my whole life Mm. and the most magical week for all these women, you know? And now I'm doing another one in October because I just can't stop. I'm like, yes, let's do this. You know, Mm. we have to believe that those imaginings, those dreams are possible. And so just finding and, you know, working, I've I've been working with women one-on-one for the last decade, but finding a coach or a therapist or a person or a program that can support you because it's really challenging to just go through those stories like by yourself. You can mm-hmm. do it with journaling and stuff, but man, it's going to take you. I did that route and like, I hear you, it's take you like 10 years. Done that. You know, it takes so long, but if you have someone to hold you, you know, like my guarantee with my clients is like three months, you're going to be a different person at the beginning and in the end. And the same with the retreat, I was like in five, six days, I'm going to make you a different person. And so that's, that's also, if you can find that person for you, that coach, that teacher, that guide, that support system, that's going to really hold the container for you to step and keep stepping forward through those old beliefs and through those old stories, and then making the choices that are in alignment from the stories and beliefs you actually want to have, like everything will change and, and craft, you know, which craft craft means strength or skill. And so it's just strengthening your wisdom it's just cultivating the skill of connecting to your wisdom. That's what the witchcraft is. It's not about spells. It's not about crystals. Yeah. It's not about candles. It's not about ritual baths. It's not about ceremonies. It's not about any of that. Mm. It's about what does my inner guidance system say? Mm. What does my connection to the earth feel like? What is my service in this world meant to be? And what is my way of embodying the goddess
0: here wow. I have like goosebumps, you know, I'm like, this is so good. Mia, you are literally magical. I love what you embody. I love what you teach. And I say the same thing. Like, would you trade your life with them? If not, why you even like worry? So thank you so much. I loved connecting with you on Instagram. Is that the best place that people can learn about you? Yeah.
1: So Mia magic, M-I-A-M-A-G-I-K is my Instagram, my YouTube and my website and that's my only one. All the other ones are fake people. Let's just leave them <laughs> behind. But um but yeah, so that's that's all of the places where I where I create and
0: yeah, and where I offer magic for people. Thank you. So Thank yeah. you so much for today. I really feel like so empowered, uplifted. I also got so much clarity and wisdom that I'm super excited to re-listen to this again. And I can't wait to share this because I have few women on my heart who really need to like hear this and download these quotes from you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And love. please, when you get a castle, let me know. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Or maybe i'll start looking in czech republic because i love czech yeah i czech republic it. it's so beautiful you don't need to speak czech you know like because yeah. when you go to france you get to speak french because they don't want to speak any other language but when you're in czech republic they're so thankful like you're there that english german whatever you want to do <laughs> you know it's and and most people like speak english so yeah yeah if you ever want to go that there throughout
1: love so, yes that's great. one of the things i think is so funny to just like add little tidbit for people you know There was a king of Czechia, of your country, who had an alchemist's lab that he built a tunnel three miles under a river in Prague just to be able to have secret access to his Mm. alchemist's lab. Like the powers of the earth have known about magic always. And so it is up to us and it's our responsibility to reclaim the magic and reclaim our connection to this power and this wisdom so that we can take back control of of the earth for the earth
0: mm. for the sake
1: of the earth and and for humankind so i just like mm-hmm. let's like all step into that magical royalty you know it's time. let's do
0: it let's do, do it. that it's, you know, the us too. it's the time thank you so much mia for today thank and you. also all the magic you're putting in the world thank you yes,
1: it's so great to connect thank you